are listening to Women Behind the Veil podcast. Please join us as we uncover fascinating women from our past and present. Every Sunday night before the clock strikes 12. Let's unveil tonight's episode on Joan of Arc. Yes, it's episode 11. Once. I think if I were to stop saying the numbers in Spanish, people will be disappointed. I, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, um, wait, but, Julie, mm. I missed you this week. Oh, I missed you too. <laughs> oh my gosh. It, it's, been, it's a weird week. <laughs> yeah, weird weekend and week. Um, y'all, we had a huge storm on Sunday. I mean, it was not even on the radar and it just came and blew um, a crane over and killed a person in downtown. Mm-hmm. Trees were lifted, roots and all. Um, it was very dangerous. No one was prepared for this. I don't think anybody can be prepared for something like that. Right. Um, another person was swept away. She was also a woman and she drowned. Mm. So, um, 350,000 people had no energy on Sunday and currently 65,000 are still without electricity. Yeah. Um, my husband works for Encore, which is the elect, the largest electric company here in Texas. And I mean, everybody's been working around the clock. They come home and they, they have exactly eight hours from the time they log off until they have to log back on. So they have to get sleep, mm-hmm. shower, showered, eat, and rest in those eight hours. Right. And go back to work for 16 hours. Wow. Yeah. It's it's extremely dangerous. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this woman, like a year ago, was like, yeah, a line fell. But it's okay. It fell on my fence. And mm-hmm. Daniel's like, um, but you have a... Um, chain link fence right and he was like i'm so thankful that woman did not touch that fence because the entire fence was energized right right um down the street it was in fort worth um down the street two boys died because a line had fallen and it was still alive and they they got killed Mm. because they touched something that the line was touching down the street right Right. So they did not see it. And, you know, Daniel has to kill those lines and roll them up and carry them back to his truck and move on. Right. And that's, I mean, he has to kill them with his, it's, it's this, it's, um, it's this huge stick that he had me try it out once. It weighs like 40, 50 pounds mm-hmm. and you could extend it up to, you know, all the way up where you could, uh, unplug a um, like a switch on the mm-hmm. on the light post at the very top. Oh, okay. So that's what, what like thirty feet. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's because it's twenty five feet plus Daniel six feet, and that's yeah, and six uh, one. So he's he literally could do it. There's other people on their tippy toes, just trying, right. trying to get get that. And of course me, I couldn't even extend it. And I was just, I dropped it and I consider myself strong. Mm-hmm. You know, I could fuck a bitch up. <laughs> I believe you. Trust me. Me and my sister had that one fist fight in, in our hallway that my brother had to jump out in his tidy whities and try to separate us. And we we're still swinging. She, I think punched him. And he got pissed. And then <laughs> I think I hit him like in the kidney. And then my mom jumped in and my dad had to grab my mom and be like, no, <laughs> you're going to get hit. I wore glasses. My sister went for, you know, a low blow and she fucking hit me in my glasses. And I cut the bridge of my nose. Yeah. And it was war. <laughs> it was war. I was like, you bitch. <laughs> I mean, because before that, my sister had always threatened me. I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to beat your ass. I was like, you know what? beat my fuck she beat my ass <laughs> she beat my ass but that's my sister <laughs> so 
<laughs> before she jumps through her phone while she's listening to this, she beat my ass. Um, <laughs> but it was it was a good fight, you know. I mean, but poor, you know, she was going through a tough time at that time, and I think I just, uh, I thought she was too emotionally weak to be physically strong. Right. Now, no, that fueled her. <laughs> I got my ass beat by her, but I could fuck a bitch up like <laughs> any other bitch. Cause my sister is just, and like, she's just not normal. She's just like, <laughs> she's built like a football player. She has these just huge shoulders and she could just throw a punch, just like, boom, slams you down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a fucking lefty. So I'm just like, I was trying, you know, I had never thrown a punch and I was just like swinging, but we never pulled each other's hair. So Good. yeah, we are fair fighters. Thank you, Louisa. Good. Good. See, that was beautiful. <laughs> and that was beautiful. <laughs> there was no fighting, no scratching, no pulling of hair, just straight punching. I've never hit a woman. No. I, I have hit a few men. <laughs> have you? I have, but never a woman. Never oh, it's fun. <laughs> I I got in a fight once, um, and we'll just jump to the podcast right after this. Yes, yes, um, we will. We used to go to the races down on Northwest Highway. That's this huge street in Dallas. And this chick rear-ended this guy that I was talking to. Not a big deal. Before anybody, or Daniel... <laughs> Uh, wonders um, rear-ended that guy rear-ended the guy that I was with and I was like we're at a fucking red light how in the hell do you rear-end somebody so I got out of the car and this chick thought she was some like (laughs) hard shit I just remember I walked up to her and boom I punched her (laughs) and her boyfriend grabbed her and was like I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry the guy I was talking to didn't expect me to do that right he was more in shock that i hit that girl (laughs) without saying one word to her and he was just staring at me that i think he completely forgot that he got rear-ended right because that guy took off right the guy behind us took off and i was just like aren't you gonna call the cops or something he's like you just hit her (laughs) why did you punch her He's like, I didn't think you were going to do that. I thought you were going to get off to see what would, I was like, so you would have let me just get out and see the damage on your car and not told me to stay in the fucking car. And I was just more offended at that, you know, and I was just like, I'm fucking defending your car, asshole. So, yeah, I just punched her and she was just like, she didn't know where it come from. She was just like, what? (laughs) And her boyfriend just literally, you know how we're, people drag somebody and they're just dragging them by their heels and like they're right, right. literally I had never seen that until he drug he dragged her like that her little toes were up in the air like that <laughs> so so yeah all right <laughs> all right no more fighting stories try I promise <laughs> I promise okay so everybody knows about Joan of Arc right mm-hmm. um you know, it was, she was born in 1431 and, you know, she had, her father was a farmer, uh, a dairy farmer and what else, Lisa? What, what type they of? Had sheep. They had sheep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, she was from France. And so the hundred year, hundred year war was going on at that time with England trying to take France back. And this goes back all the way to, um, let's go back to the 10th century, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, that is when the Count of Anjou mm-hmm. um, married the Countess of Anjou. Um, this will make sense after I finish the entire story. Okay. Um, her name was mezzoline mm-hmm. and people called her the countess of the forest because they say she came from the forest because she was not like them um she was darker skinned and so it 
chances are he married her. She's a princess from the Middle East. Right. Because people from, you know, people from Anjou at that time, you know, or even now, they're still pasty. Mm-hmm. And back then, people would not travel more than a couple miles of their home their entire life. Right. And so they did not know where she came from. And, um, you know, they were like, she's she's the witch of the forest. Because um, she would go to mass. They were Catholic. Mm-hmm. She would go to mass and um, she would always leave before masses over Mm -hmm. and you know this happened for years she had four children four sons and um they finally when people started whispering uh the noblemen started telling the count hey what's up with your wife right you know and so um she um finally um the count told his some knights to stop her. And when the knight went to tap her on the shoulder, when she was leaving mass before it was over, she turned around, screamed, and she flew out a stained glass window on the ceiling and was never seen again. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so the Plantagenets come from her. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they are called the Devil's Brood. Okay, mm-hmm. the Plantagenets. That line ended with um, the male line ended with Henry the Eighth. It completely ended with Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth the okay. First. Um, that that's how far, the, you know, the Plantagenets um, were kings. You know the. Mm-hmm. There were, they, it was like 600 years, I want to say, um, over 600 years that they um, were um, heirs. Sorry, I was snapping my fingers trying to get my words together. Okay. <laughs> um, so they say that she was a, what was that called? Um, so they were called the Devil's Brood. And Henry II's sons actually were quoted saying um, when people uh, Henry the second sons with characteristically profane humor were prone to joke about the story Mm -hmm. and to people who protested against their often wicked behavior they replied quote do not deprive us of our heritage we cannot help acting like devils right because they were the devil's brood and you know one of the Plantagenets, um, because during like all the Plantagenets are freaking ruthless, man. They mm-hmm. were ruthless. I mean, they were trying to kill their father, their mm-hmm. brothers, just to succeed. Right. And I mean, it, it, it's it's amazing what that entire family did. And a lot of the time, women, the moms controlled them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And people think, you know, well, yeah, they were witches and they were um, um, witches and they come from the devil. So, I mean, the plantation started with Jeffrey um, the Fair, and he often wore uh, a hat with a, a sprout, which was like a plant. Um, and that's where Plantagenet comes from. I, okay. I think that's a Latin word. And that's how it started. And actually he was the first one to start, um, having sigils. Okay. Um, he's the first one that used the lion and, um, what else? The lion and the color blue. Okay. Meaning the Royal color. And, um, so yeah, that, that's where it all started. So the, French and English, mm-hmm. what, 400 years later, killed Joan of Arc for a witch when right. they come from a witch. Right, yes. And we talked about. Um, That's a little hypocritical. 
Uh, it is very. <laughs> and we talked about why she probably left Mass. Right? Yes. Yeah. Go go for it. Well. Oh, me being the Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forget I'm Catholic sometimes. Okay. So, I mean, I know Mass without, I could time Mass without a watch. I mean, I mean, I had to learn all this without a cell phone, a watch from being a child, a kid up until, um, you know, now I, once I see that they're busting out the Eucharist, I'm like, hell yeah, (laughs) we got like five minutes and we're out of here. Right. I start looking around. I'm like, okay, I start looking to my side, um, side to side in front of me and I just take a little glance behind me to see who I'm going to shake their hand and say um, oh, what was, well I say it in Spanish La Paz del Señor um, but in English it's called Peace Be With You so okay. you know uh, I was uh, I literally to this day I'm 35 I, I still kiss my mom and Daniel my husband <laughs> He, he had, the last time he hugged his mom was on our wedding day. Right, right. 11 years ago. Before that, he didn't hug her for, since his graduation when he was 17. Right, they're not like that. They don't, they're not so close. He, like that. he literally wants to crawl under the pew. <laughs> when you're kissing on your mom. <laughs> my mom. Then he sees my brother kiss my mom. And then my sister and my nephew and he's just like, oh my gosh, y'all are so incestuous. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And I'm like, and then I turn around and I kiss Daniel, you know, because he's my husband. And right. so he's just like, he would, he would be like, no, 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 like not on the lips. Nope. Mm-mm, you just kissed your mama with that. <laughs> and I get so mad because he turns his, his, his head and I'm, oh, I'm just, so I give him a kiss on the cheek. It's too and, much affection for him, right? <laughs> a little much. He's just like, I would be kissing your mom, and I don't feel comfortable with that. <laughs> He's like, chances are there's someone watching you because you watch people, and I watch people at mass. And so there's someone watching you kiss your mama. And so then someone watching you kiss me, and they're going to put two and two together, and I kissed your mama. <laughs> <laughs> So, so this uh, countess um, had to leave around that time where everybody's kind of like moving around, going to um, the altar mm-hmm. and walking back to the pew. So during all that movement, she sn- would always sneak out. Right. And if she wasn't, if she was from somewhere else and wasn't Catholic. Yeah. they say, she, made, she made sure she got out of there before. Yeah. Before the right. priest gives us uh the the body of christ before he gives us uh he sends god to us for the week um before he all that before he sends us away um she was just like i'm not gonna receive god so i'm gonna you know just leave and And so of course that makes her a witch because (laughs) and then she flew out the window right or like Someone might have thrown something towards her, and um, that's how that window was broken. And they think that she escaped through a um, a hidden pathway under the church. Right. So it's people just grasp at straws. Is that is that how you say it, Lisa? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sometimes I don't know. Got it. English sayings because I'm <laughs> no, so um, so, sometimes I say some really odd things. And <laughs> Daniel, uh, God loves me to death, but uh, he would sit there and he'll look at me, and I'm like, What? He's like, That don't make sense. <laughs> and I'm like, What do you mean? Uh, one legged, uh, a one legged man in an ass kicking contest, and hotter than a <laughs> hotter than a uh, witch's nipple in a brass brawl <laughs> something like that I would always say these things and he's just like what are you saying I'm like I don't know my boss would always say these things <laughs> he's like oh my god you listen to this old man and he says all these things like I'm like between you and me and the fence post 
<laughs> he's like you're so old and i'm like what i'm sorry it's just that's how i talk right <laughs> so yeah this this countess had to be um they knew how jewish people were so they would have said no she was probably jewish but if she was tanned she was probably middle eastern she's probably islam so you know saturdays I, you know, I guess that's when they go to the mosque, you know, mm-hmm. and that's their, their day to observe. Um, and, you know, she would go to mass just to go. And then sneak out. To yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she was trying to be a good wife, but she also had her own faith. Right. But that they said that she was... um comes from God, what is that um what is that uh da, 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 that that it, this was in the time of like goblins and witches he described her as half woman half fish meaning she was a woman from the waist up and a fish from the waist down and it the word the the name comes from mezzaline or mezzolina Mm-hmm. And it says it's a figure of European folklore and mythology, a female spirit of fresh water and in sacred spring or river. She's usually depicted as a woman who is a serpent or fish from the waist down. Like She's the Starbucks. Also, oh. Like the Starbucks lady, right? Yes. With her vagina up in the air. <laughs> That's what she's doing. Just showing us her snatch. Uh, so, yeah. That's, that's, you know, who ended up killing Joan of Arc. So um, I wanted this episode to be a little different from what everybody knows. Okay. Right. Right. Because I'm Catholic and that doesn't mean it's different because I'm Catholic, but an understanding from being a Catholic and Mm -hmm. being connected to the metaphysical. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because what I do is a sin in the eyes of the Catholic church. I am not supposed to know the future. Right. I am not supposed to, you know, uh, tell people anything about the future because that is a sin. That is only God's work. And I don't see it that way. And it took me a long time to convince my parents that, that it's not a bad thing. Um, You know, or even with the like Lenormand cards, I prefer them opposed to the tarot cards. Mm-hmm. Um, the tarot cards, you could just, I feel like you just, you get one card and you could just say anything you want. And Lenormand is more uh, specific. Yes. If that makes sense. It makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. It's, they're more for, they're for divination. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so um, I'm more comfortable with that because it's telling me, it's telling me what to say. It's not telling me, okay, what do you think is going to happen? You know, and I don't feel com- in that case, I just won't use anything at all. And I could just tell them what I see because right. I, I am a seer. Right. So, um, Joan of Arc was hearing voices. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, around the age of 12 or 13, that's when she started hearing voices and she would say it was God. And, you know, she would say, you know, she would hear angels, saints, you know, um, actually they told her where that, uh, they actually told her to, to live piously. Mm-hmm. And they, they began instructing her to deliver France from the invading English. Right. And to put Charles the seventh, the uncrowned heir to the to the throne they said that you know and but he was crazy himself because of all the inbreeding you know he was quoted saying that his felt that his bones were made of glass that's how much pain he is in and i understand that because i feel that and he would have bouts of insanity and i fucking i literally lose my shit sometimes i'm thank god i have medication um, because 
I'm just fucked up, you know, and it's just, I was just born that way. And so I understand that. But then I also understand Joan where she's like, I hear voices, mm-hmm. especially when you're asleep, you know, it's fucked up whenever you're asleep and you hear someone in your ear, a voice mm-hmm. you've never heard in your life. You hear right. that, that voice in your ear telling you not even a complete sentence because it wakes you up and mm-hmm. you're like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Right. <laughs> like I, I, I sleep to my back to my closet and that's where I usually see things in my closet funny thing my nephew's son loves to go in that closet oh really like he plays in there like he likes i have a portal in there i don't know exactly where it's at because i'm scared and i would always go in there when i would have panic attacks Mm-hmm. you've actually told me that before yeah that i would go in my closet or even if like you're having in like a whatever breakdown or yeah i often go in my closet like I'm laying on the floor by the closet, falling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill myself, you know. At I, the I, closet, right? <laughs> yes, in the fucking closet. I have to text you. I remember I text you because there was a knife in there, mm-hmm. and you know I, I don't, I don't like lying, so I'm not gonna lie about this. So, um, back when I was younger, I would always you know, attempt to commit suicide by cutting myself. Mm-hmm. Um, knives and me have a a long, <laughs> long history. And um, because of what I hear and what I've seen, and it's, it's, it, it will drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful I, I found people that understand me. And I have a great psychiatrist that... Uh, I don't tell her everything. Right, right. You know, uh, I've been, I, I think I know the system so well that I'm like, okay, you know, what I know what not to say and what to say. And how much to say to. Come yeah, to- because I'm like, I don't want to go back into those padded walls and, you know. Just, I better give her something. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because I do want to feel better. So, yeah, um, I'm thankful I have her that she's not a pusher, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm thankful for Daniel that, you know, I remember the last time I tried this, um, it was about two o'clock in the morning and I had a knife made for him for our 10th anniversary. And that fucker sharp. Mm-hmm. That fucker was sharp. And I remember I, he was asleep and something woke me up and I was just like, I'm tired of this. And he had it on the dresser and I just grabbed it and I went and I sat in the laundry room and the knife wasn't even open at that point. And I opened it and me being a Catholic, I asked um, forgiveness from the Holy Trinity Mm -hmm. and, um, I started praying to La Virgen del Carmen. Uh, she's the one that uh, if you end up in purgatory, she will take you out mm-hmm. and take you to heaven. And me killing myself, of course, I'm not going to go to heaven. And I would end up in purgatory because I don't feel like I'm a bad person to I'd go straight to hell. Right. Um, so I would, I think... Something told Daniel to wake up. I mean, my laundry room is like on the entire different side of the house. And I have like a 2,500 square square foot home. Right. So he, didn't, he didn't like yeah. hear you. Something woke him up. Yeah. Something woke him up. And while I was praying to her, he was already next to me. And mm-hmm. I was crying so much that I have long lashes, so they were just drenched in tears. Mm-hmm. And I just, he grabbed my wrist. And that, like, woke me up in a weird mm-hmm. way. Right. And he's like, give me the knife. And I'm like, no. 
you know, and I didn't want to sound like a child at that point. And I literally told him, I was like, please just let me do this. And I told him how tired I was physically. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, he's like, if you do this, you know, we're done. Because I can't live my life knowing that I allow you to do something like that. And he, he, I mean, he's a strong guy. Right. I mean, he's, you know, 6'1", 230 pounds. He's a beast. And, you know, he can, he could carry me and he can obviously overpower me, even though I'm strong. (laughs) I have to (laughs) go in there. I'm strong. Um, Yeah. And he literally moved my fingers off like moved my grip mm-hmm. and I had a death grip on that fucker. And I just, he just, he took it out and you know, he's, he's a good man. And so, so yeah, um, something's up in my closet. There's a fucking <laughs> portal in that bitch. And cause that, I, where I sit, my nephew's son sits there and my mom always tells me there's somebody there. And I'm like, no, it's not somebody it's somewhere you know? Right, right. And so, um, so yeah, Joan of Arc had to hear this, had to feel that, you know, and that's when she tried to live piously. Again, I wanted to become a nun mm-hmm. because I was like, I thought that's what I was meant to do because you're hearing these things, you are right, seeing right. things mm-hmm. and you're just like, I have to live according to God. Mm-hmm. And what other way could I? By and I could see that if if you're raised, you're raised Catholic. So um, hearing things, I can see where you'd put that together. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. And think about how it was in 14, in like 14, you know, 40. And her, her, they were Catholics. She was Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I read that even as a child, I guess they were pretty devout. Even as a child, she would kneel in the fields when the church bells, when the bells rang and pray, she would pray. Yeah. Like, yeah. so they, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, uh, Catholicism has been around, God, the other day was its birthday. <laughs> I want to say it's his birthday, but yeah, it was like 32, what is it? AD? I forget you and John know what it is. Uh, AD? AD. Mm-hmm. AD? Okay. So, um, no, CE, current error, right? Mm, I don't know. John is. <laughs> we'll call John. We'll call John. Hey, John. Oh, <laughs> by the way, is it CE or AD? And he'll be like, well, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, fucking assholes change it. And <laughs> I think it's bullshit. <laughs> I love John. <laughs> Can't wait for another episode, John. So yeah, um, she, you know, uh, the Catholic Church has been around for a long, long time. Um, it's, you know, with all the controversy, everything aside, the religion itself, the faith itself, it's, I think it's beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful. And you know, you were to ask me, I'm, I am, I have, you know, I'm, I'm a Catholic. I uh, I am a Catholic, but I am other things as well. Um, I believe everything. I don't follow the rules. And I don't live according to how they want me to live. But, you know, that's why Martin Luther also made another religion. Mm-hmm. Because he did not like the rules that they gave him. Right. So, um, and that's how the Lutheran Church was started um so yeah she she was very very catholic um she would speak she said she would hear from god and archangel michael and um catherine of alexandria right and you know she she was a woman controlling men in france Mm -hmm. you know by gathering all those men to fight well mm-hmm. 
And my favorite thing too is there was a prophecy. Yes. That the a that a virgin would deliver France from her enemies. Yeah. And yeah. I think they they I think she um I think the people were kind of fueled by that prophecy. And here she is, right? Yeah. She's, she's like that part, like, and they they rally behind that. Yeah, yeah. And you know, in what is that? Um she she was given she was told where the sword would be under the altar. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, who would know that? Right. You know, outside of the church. Right. So, you know, I believe that she was she was a medium. She was also um clairaudient and mm-hmm. clairsentient. She had many clairs, I believe. Mm-hmm. What, what what do you think she had? I the same. Uh uh definitely clairaudient. Um this yeah i agree with you yeah and and i believe the medium because i feel she had conversations okay with with like archangel not just hearing but yeah not just hearing like her asking what what do you want me to do Mm -hmm. where where do i go from here right yes you know and by doing that i mean she had you know obviously she was grounded to the earth her chakras had to be well cleared you know there's nothing there's no anything toxic at Mm -hmm. that point like there is now you know and by her choosing to live piously that means she was well balanced right you know by her mind being a certain way and her actions doing certain things. Granted, there granted, there's only one thing I think she lacked in, and that would have to be her root chakra. And it makes sense because she was a virgin. Right. And you know, in order to align your chakra, you have to have sex. Right. right. You know, um, you have to have sex, you have to relieve yourself, you know, mm-hmm. in order to let go of that tension mm-hmm. if that makes sense does that it make sense. sense that makes sense okay <laughs> so <laughs> you know she she gathered all these you know men to fight and you know she never used that sword for the record she never used it she didn't even fight you right know, she was actually uh she was wounded um she was injured twice taking an arrow to the shoulder and a crossbow bolt to the thigh mm-hmm. during her failed bid to liberate Paris. So it, that was the last time. And she would actually get mad at the Knights for swearing. At right. Camp. And right. <laughs> she would kick women like prostitutes out from camp. And she was, she would swat them. With her sword, like in the ass, like boom, right? That's right. out of here. <laughs> Go on, get. <laughs> so yeah, that's the only time she used her sword by you know getting rid of the women, and you know she was. It was said that she had a very short fuse, mm-hmm. you know, and I believe it. You know, um, in order for her to control men, and you know, have them respect her, she had to act. A certain way she had to portray herself in a certain way uh, mm-hmm. with confidence you know mm-hmm. but then um the noblemen in, in france didn't like that the country was turning to a uh a milkmaid as she said she was um i'm doing air quotes um so they they actually you know got her jailed isn't that true? Right. Yes, they did. And so she was charged, charged with 70 it, it, she had right, right. charges against her from sorcery to horse theft. That's 
bullshit, man. Right, right. It was like anything they could think of, right? Yeah. And it, it says by May 1431, she was being held in Rowan by an, oh God, some uh, ecclesiastical. Ecclesiastical. Yep. That's Ecclesiastical. That's French for me. Court. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh-huh. But from 70, it just went down to 12 charges. And they examined her and everything, too. That's bullshit. You know? They, I mean, they examined her multiple times to prove that she was a virgin, like she said, and stuff. Like- that's, that's, you know, I, I, I don't, you need to take a woman's word. Right. You know? Um, and even then, if they had to just do it once, that one too many times. Um, it's, you know, and, and there are women that won't bleed when they lose their virginity. Right. You know, that was me. I never, I never bled, you know, and that's how, you know, you were, when you got married back then, they would put that white sheet or white towel under to prove prove that you were a virgin and the mother-in-law had to approve mother-in-law my mother-in-law would have fucking she hates me so she would have been (laughs) you're no good i want to marry him she has she's like she's the one that's incestuous she's in love with daniel she's one of those mothers that's in love with her son but not in an incestual way like she just no one's good enough, you know. Mm-hmm. And oh, she only knew the filthy things that I've done to her son. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, it, it's bullshit that you know that they did that, and so they gave her life in prison, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't fair to kill her, you know. And I agree with that. And I think she should have never been held. But right, right. They, they want, if they had to put a stop to this, because if not, she would, she would have done so much more. You know, mm-hmm. she would not give up until they kill her. And she it, wouldn't stop wearing the men's, men's clothing. clothing mm-hmm. Yes. And so she was being harassed in, in prison. Mm-hmm. From the guards to the inmates. Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for being a woman. And, you know, she didn't feel comfortable. So she went back to wearing um, men's clothing. Right. And so, you know, by, you know, they were harassing her with rape. And she told the jury that that visited her. They went to go visit her, that the voices returned. And so with her wearing men's clothing again and hearing the voices she was sent to the stake as a relapsed heretic yes. Again. yes and she was burned at the stake and she was thrown into the um river god what river was that lisa that was I know we should know that. <laughs> I know we should, but she was she was thrown in in the river, and um, you know, just they they did not give her a a burial, Mm-mm. and because they de- they did not have a body, her brothers, um, her brothers for about six years said that they had an imposter, they had a woman, a girl. I looked like her oh. and saying that was Joan. And for six years, they kept that up saying, no, she was not killed. She's here. Oh, okay. And, you know, um, it's, you know, and, and so they would claim that she was still alive and, you know, uh, just to prove a point that they didn't kill her and she was still here, you know, and, I kind of agree with that and I don't mm-hmm. you know, because again, there was no body. Right. Uh, it's. And they were like, what? Keep, like keeping a legend alive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, instead of going into detail her entire life, I really wanted to touch about how, what happened in, in this, you know, with, with Joan of Arc, you know, um, mm-hmm. 
who she like was, what, what she what she experienced, like what. Yeah, uh, because mm-hmm. everybody knows, you know, her story. But I wanted to look at it from a different angle, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So that makes sense. Um, also, the bob cut was um, was made in Paris in 1909. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was made because that's what she had. You know, she I think she cut her own hair. Right. You know, and, and her long hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had beautiful long hair. And a lot of that, you know, it also again with the the witches um hair is it's what is that called um our boyfriend robert sepper uh, <laughs> called it uh, gosh what does he call it um um what is he, he holds our power yeah he yeah holds our power so the longer the hair the longer the, <laughs> the stronger you are connected to the metaphysical and we're going to do an episode on that soon. Oh, yes. We're going to do a bonus episode on this because um, Robert Supper is our boyfriend and <laughs> he always touches about, um, how can I say it? Um, touches about witches and mm-hmm. elemental magic. And, you know, it's, um, he's just fascinating. And the longer the hair, and actually, actually, um, Hitler. Mm-hmm. Everybody hates him. Um, he was, you know, mm-hmm. you know, he actually got the swastika from the, you know, uh, what is that called? I'm trying to think of what is that called? Um, when everyone's probably calling out, yeah, everyone's <laughs> listening. Yeah, they're probably uh, real, real, real. Real, um, V R I L. So it, it comes from like, um, they found it like the Mongolians used it, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, Asians used it, they they actually still use it. Um, uh, so it's 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 connecting to source, source being energy, and it could be from you know, the earth. And that's why I said Joan had to be very grounded by her working in the fields with the sheep or with the cows. There was no electricity. So there wasn't anything deterring all that from her, you know, Um, negative energy, you know. And so, um, and that's why I think she was just like, instead of living her ass, she's like, no, you know, fuck this. And she would die for God. Right. She had a mission. Yeah. And um, I would do it. And the level to which this young woman stuck to her spiritual mission is, like, incredible. Yeah. You know, because most of us, when we're young, like, we're not that focused. Like, you know what I mean? She was, like... They would run the on first it. chance that they could, right, when, or get distracted off her. Yeah, mission. right. Yeah, and and she was determined, and and I think that's why the French nobleman did not like that because they thought, oh, she's young, she's not going to um, accomplish anything, and she did, and they got scared, and so. Right. You know, they conspired against her and, and I don't, you know, it's fucking bullshit. But she she stuck to her guns and she she had her, her purpose in life and she had to fulfill it. Mm-hmm. And I that mm-hmm. is something I respect. I do too. And you know? Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. And being burned at the stake. <sighs> yeah, it's... I can't imagine that. Right. It, it's unimaginable. You know, it's, I think that's the worst way to die because, you know, we're how much, you know, 70 or 80% water. Mm-hmm. And so from our feet all the way up to our head, where the brain is, I mean, it's like um, burnt, getting burnt alive is the worst way to die. Because if you get quartered, 
you fucking pass out and you die right away. You know, right, right. It's your head right. cut off. You're, you're gone. gone instantly. Right. But being burnt or even you know, yeah, being hanged, it's like you, you die right away. Your your neck snaps, and if it doesn't, you pass out from the lack of oxygen. Then you die. Right. And then being but being burnt, fuck. Right. Unless <laughs> unless it's unless it's a dragon doing. <laughs> I know. Drogon. <laughs> Fucking Drogon. That's just like that that does it quick, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. So um so yeah, uh I I love uh Joan of Arc. I respect her. And she and she's was a, a saint. Yeah, she's a saint. Yeah. She was canonized in uh nineteen twenty by Pope Benedict the fifteenth. So, um, so she can be one of the saints, uh, if somebody wants to, uh, pray to her, connect to her. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, um, I, so again, sorry for the late episode, mm-hmm. uh, but we're doing it today and thank you for hearing us out. Yes. Thank you. All right. So we'll be back in a couple of days. Yes. Bye, Pinches. Bye. Next week on WBTV. She was delicately beautiful, veiled, mysterious, and elusive. She dressed in light silken draperies, and as she passed, shielding her eyes from the too garish light of day by a fan, one glimpsed a spiritual dream of womanhood gliding by upon dainty slippers, following by undulating scarves and a faint, deathly sweet odor of a handkerchief soaked in ether. <laughs>